queer or what? Uh, loud and queer. Hi, everybody. This is a gay podcast. And not only is it a gay podcast, it's called Mean Girls Interrupted. And it's a movie review and recap audio (laughs) and now visual medium just for you. We took a week off. We probably should have taken more because (laughs) I feel like it's been about a month, but it's only been a week. It's only been a week. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But we we really marathoned it last month. I was just I was pretty impressed. John, we did ten episodes, and I think we only did eight last Halloween. Yeah, there were I think there were five weeks this this last, and somehow we ended it on Halloween, which is even better. Which is even better, and so we benefit from having double the numbers. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, you guys benefit because uh, we talk to each other about movies and yeah. maybe uh, Travis do you think they like it <laughs> I mean honestly I couldn't tell you I really don't know yeah but all I can really say is that I like showing up and talking to you Travis yeah and I don't really care if they like it I do I do okay listen everyone I'm really not like that I but I do we say- really care <laughs> we do just a little bit because like honestly i do care like we're just strange people on the internet who we (laughs) for some reason think should we think people who don't know us should listen to us which i think that says a lot about our personalities um i was thinking about this last night because um uh we started watching this docuseries on hbo max and it's called something the mother god or something like that and it's it was one of those cult docu series oh and um yeah so so the first episode is out so we watched it and it follows this like podunk american villager lady who she was like climbing the corporate ladder at her local mcdonald's and she then just like fell into this obsession with the internet circa early 2000. So you know how that is. Oh, we've both been there. Yeah, like like the the websites are very HTML, like weird and um, uh, like JavaScripty. And, like, <laughs> and she fell into this like world niche of like pseudo dating sites that are like people with similar interests and then that's like and she was getting into like angels and like spirituality via the internet I oh and like and then she like she found this guy who um she kind of fell in love with really fast and she did mushrooms once and it was what? over for her she something flipped inside of her where she became totally like megalomaniacal and uh she started a cult and like had like a real online presence through like live streams and they started doing like the whole like selling merchandise on live streams really early on to like get money for their weird cult and uh yeah and so she had this her identity you never see footage of her not in front of a computer at one point and it's a desktop it's all weird and she has like the weird microphones and everything like that but everything that's going on around her is going on around her and she is at that computer and she's like she has this personality that's a a persona and it's crazy and like you see it all over social media now right like people like 
live streaming on their phones, like talking direct to camera to people who aren't even in the room. Oh yeah. Like, uh, it's so prolific that it's a little scary and like people follow these people and they like idolize these people. And yeah, it was just sort of like a reflection of that. And at one point I was just like, I was like, how much do we really need to care about like listeners and followers and like, how is that the, mo- the that's, that's the currency now. Like, you know, it is e- even in like a delusional scale. Cause it's like, you and I are not celebrities doing a podcast and who, who rake in lots and lots of cash, lots of money because of yeah. the amount of people who listen to it. Right. And so like for that to be like the aspiration feels like a little bit delusional, but we could just be doing this just to do it and have fun. I mean, honestly, that is kind of at this point, like, yeah, like this is what we, that's what we're doing. But I mean, like, but I feel like there are a lot of people out there who are like really grinding themselves to the bone to like make something happen. And I know that's not what we're doing, but like, <laughs> I'm just, no. but there are people out there who like, that's like the thing to do. So listen, I'm not going to say it wouldn't be nice, but also sure. I'm, here's the thing. I live a very normal, well, I live a very quiet existence. I go to work. I don't You're like, like normal the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like to be bothered. I'm yeah. I'm kind of standoffish, not in a way that like I just naturally. So it's weird. <laughs> Are you trying to say to me? In a weird roundabout way that you're not very nice or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I'm going to tell you next. It's like, you're super nice and amazing. And yeah, but a, I. You're I, a warm I, person. I wouldn't. Tepid. No. <laughs> I, uh, I think tepid's a little better. You I care about people. Not most of the time. I'm mm. so sorry. I don't. That's a facade. I've been working in the, I worked in the food industry for so long that it's so easy to pretend you care. I know, I know the feeling on that one too. It's fake. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Working in customer service for, for as long as I had. And like, um, it's, it becomes like this weird, like muscle memory thing. Uh huh. Where it's like, you can just switch it on go for your eight hours and then as soon as you enter the car you're like i fucking hate that place (laughs) but you're like yay while you're there you're like amazing love that for you oh (laughs) um hmm. i don't love it for here's the thing though and i hate to say this but there was a person who came in the other day at my job and i'm never going to tell you guys where i work you can google that if you want to um and she came in and i immediately was so her energy started off very crazy and i was like i'm gonna have to match this because it's the only way i can survive and so i matched her energy the whole time you did yep and at the end she asked me if she could buy me a coffee somewhere oh you know what that's called it's called pacing it's oh. what it's what sociopaths and salespeople do. But here's the thing. It got to a point where it was escalating where this she basically was like I can't explain to you the levels of entitlement 
You mm. get it. And oh, so, I get it. I get it. Especially because you know. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't do this. And I refuse to be treated like the help. Mm-hmm. And so, so I wasn't like, what going to. Let's talk to each other. <laughs> and then really at the end, she asked if she could buy me a coffee. You're like, absolutely. We're the same. No, I told her, um, I wish, but I've had too much. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, you shut her down. I yep. love that power play, Travis. Power play. Yeah, I really um, did. I said, nope, I've had enough already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by enough already you're actually meaning her all of it (laughs) pretty much all of it so Um, no I love that and like I feel that and I I do that as well and like it's just sort of funny to me I don't know it's it's interesting like whenever because there there is like sort of like the help dynamic whenever somebody walks into a place of retail right yeah I'm like yeah don't i'm like don't try me yeah and there are people who like assert that dynamic and then there are people who are like like they get over that immediately if you're just sort of like matching them or pacing them and oh right because they're like oh this isn't gonna work right 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 they're like oh you're just like me and like (laughs) however i have a million (laughs) dollars However, I'm incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, speaking of extremely wealthy people. We're talking about a movie this yeah. week that involves lots of wealthy people and not just not just as characters, but also, but also the real... people who are acting in this movie. Yeah. And it shows on their um, doctored faces. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) And also their their notoriety and and historic success and in entertainment. Right. Mostly uh, that, but also, yes, there have been some faces doctored. There have been some doctored faces, and we'll dive into photoshopped permanently. They've been photoshopped. They've been surgically photoshopped. They've been face tuned (laughs) in real life. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be funny if there was a uh like a like a like a little clinic called uh, Facetune IRL. Honestly, yeah, work. I want that. It sounds like a, a really popular place in LA. It would. Do, like, let's go uh, to Facetune IRL. Honestly, the novelty would draw in a lot of business, but it. I think it would peter out very quickly. Right, as soon as like another acronym or whatever came about to replace right. I- IRL. Yeah, yeah, Facetune IRL. Yeah be gone yeah oh so the movie we're speaking of is called (laughs) is it called a haunting in venice a haunting in venice a haunting in venice and listen haunting in venice we know we already did the halloween thing we are currently into what the middle of november at this point but this is technically um a murder mystery in the vein of knives out I love a good murder mystery. And by- I love a good murder mystery. The operative word is in that sentence, everyone. (laughs) And you can decide which one it is. Yeah. And uh, say, for instance, Knives Out. Yeah. The original is is a good murder mystery. Sure. Uh, Clue. Clue is a good murder mystery. Um, I would say The Onion 
version of uh knives out what was that the glass onion the glass onion was and it wasn't it wasn't bad it was a good vehicle for janelle monet it was actually a pretty good vehicle i think for everybody to just make something fun yeah i think that was the mystery groundbreaking no no was there a breakout performance maybe not but everybody performed and they all performed well. They all showed up and they did their jobs. Yes, they did. What's another good murder mystery? Um, I Any would say um, Murder She Wrote every episode as uh, There's a place full... there's a place on um on Beverly here called Burger She Wrote. Oh, and I want to eat there and just because outside it's like they have the whole Murder She Wrote font. That sure. says burger she wrote, just like yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you a lot of people who are only just visiting LA for the first time yeah. are like, we have to go. See, it's the novelty. It's the novelty. I mean, I want to go in there and just see what it's all about. Like, there better be nods to like Angela Lansbury. Right. About. There has to be. Otherwise, there... like, what are you doing? Honestly, how is she, though, always? Is she not? In... Has, she, is, has she passed? Oh, of course. You didn't see her in A Haunting in Venice? <laughs> she was haunting the F out of Michelle Yeoh. Yes, she was. Uh, Working her like a puppet. What I want to know is in Murder, She Wrote, which, by the way, I absolutely do love that show. It is cheesy as hell, but it is one of the best. If you want to just throw it on. Yeah. How is she always? There's always a murder when she's around. And I mean, she's going to she's sniffing point- it out. The point I want to get to is this. Angela Lansbury is a murderer. Oh, no. She is a bad, bad bitch. She Um, travels in seedy circles. Yes, she does. (laughs) You would never know. She runs Mm -hmm. her own trap. And um, (laughs) so so, uh, what I was going to say is, how is there always a detective? Yeah. Yeah. Literally in every murder mystery, there's always a detective. Well, why? This is the thing. So a can't the collective of... people in there come together? I mean, come on, Scooby Doo. Why do we have to have an expert dissecting everything? But this is a thing. This is this movie, A Haunting in Venice, is based off of the acclaimed Agatha Christie novel. Sure. So Murder on the Orient Express. Sure. Yes. Which Death was on the Nile. Very lackluster. I didn't watch Death on the Nile. Yeah. So in this. Well, movie, the remake. Because wasn't there another Murder on the Orient Orient Express? Yeah. And I'll get to this because a, a Haunting in Venice is now part of this whole Kenneth Branagh thing, oh. where he plays mustache guy, Italian mustache. Oh, sure, Perot. Puro, yes. So Puro is the, Isn't I believe, that a fancy water. Yes, <laughs> no, that's Perrier. <laughs> oh, close enough. Um, it's mustache water. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, you just ring out that crazy mustache. I don't want to know what's in there. It's like leftover rye bread and like bits of cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's like the solids are like strained out, and then what you're left with is mustache water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, Puro is, I believe, the the detective that like Daniel Craig is based off of in Knives Out, just to bring it into current era, to bring it back around. Yeah, so he's like sort of going. He's like anthologying 
anthologizing is like doing the anthology thing with like anthologizing sounds like an exercise in the 80s yeah oh my gosh have you <laughs> anthologized <laughs> but uh so she uh like so daniel craig was a part of like he was a detective in the first knives out and he was sort of interloped into this whole situation and then the same thing happens in the glass onion a knives yeah. out mystery yeah and in a very Agatha Christie way. And so what we're seeing now is like Kenneth Branagh doing the same thing, but with actual Ag- Agatha Christie stuff. Because he's, I believe he's in Murder on the Orient Express. I don't know if he directed it because he directed this one. He did? Yeah. Uh, hmm. mm. Interesting. Yeah. How much How much did this movie cost? Oh, make? you know what I don't even have pulled up right now? Stats. That's totally okay. So we'll... let's see here. Um, what I like to do here is just uh, narrate what I'm doing while I'm doing it. So I yeah. am typing in www.pro... Uh, oh, Uh-oh. pro... Pro... Um, no, IMD... Right, well, John IMD... does this. <laughs> I want to tell you all something really funny today. Um, so what happened at work was, and I won't give you any context, but one of my coworkers was crying... And one of my other coworkers came in and they were talking and having a little chat and a kiki. And then at the <laughs> end of it, the coworker says to the now formerly crying coworker, I know you've been crying, but your eyes still look really pretty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like the best way to get somebody to like, stop it. Honestly, it worked. And I was like, but for real, though, I couldn't lie. You know how when people have really blue eyes and that red really brings, brings out, out br- the Yeah, the, the tears really bring out their eyes, for Honestly, sure. Honestly, her eyes did look better. I mean, you're to the point that it was distracting from the actual problem. Yeah, but you also don't want everyone to think you have hay fever. So suck it up in the bathroom <laughs> and come back out when you're good. Yeah, also put that by Zena in because we don't want to see that shit. I really do love the person who was crying though, but it doesn't matter. It's yeah. one of those things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, it just happens. Yeah. It just happens. Sometimes, sometimes you cry at work and sometimes you don't. <laughs> but definitely go into the bathroom and keep it private. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a good yeah, look. yeah. But anyway, so A Haunting in Venice, now that we're here, um, it did cost $60 million to make. Okay, fine, I guess. A modest budget, I suppose. Right. Um, it is. Um, it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. Screenplay by Michael Green, based on the Agatha Christie novel Halloween Party. Oh, that is. Uh, Didn't yeah. Agatha Christie know how to write? Uh, she did know how to write, and apparently, it's a good book and like a notable one. But th- this movie did gross worldwide one hundred and twenty-one million dollars. Speaking of books. I will tell you something that who directed this? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, since we know that you're listening. So I don't know if you've <laughs> unknown, thought about this. Unknown, unknown, unknown meanie. Uh, he, is, he is a meanie and he's a listener. So since he is listening, um, I don't know if you know that Julia Fox's book, Down the Drain, has um, her memoirs <laughs> out. So get into it because I'm already... I'm already starting the third chapter. And is each, it good? I'm enjoying it. <laughs> nice. I mean, she had enough funds to um, maybe that's why she dated Kanye West so that she could finance a ghostwriter. 
this doesn't feel like it's not giving ghostwriter oh it's giving you don't know how to write but thanks for the effort no it's <laughs> no it's actually giving like it's giving like yeah you can put some sentences together they're a bit jumbled but also i can't stop reading it yeah because okay. her life, authenticity authenticity is great she's listen she's authentic if nothing else i love julia fox so like i am fully obsessed with her so yeah, i did she's buy definitely her book. Do, she is doing the thing I to, be a, to be a mainstay you know right. what i mean i get it and you know what i thought i was gonna buy britney's before julia's and i'm like i'm good i want to read julia yeah i mean britney you know like i hesitate to go down that dark dark twisted hole i kind of don't know if listen like you know you're gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna learn some hard truths i promised i would read it after this and i think i will because i think you have to i think you really have to just like be ready for the darkness oh i'm ready for the darkness julia fox has some darkness her life was not just like it wasn't very cookie cutter i don't think anybody maybe they'll scratch that um, I don't think a lot of people who reach that kind of stardom are okay. Yeah. And had and had an all right time. Not from the beginning, no, because you have to separate yourself from reality to force yourself into a career that is based purely on fantasy because you yeah. already live in one. Well, 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 let's let's dissect it. Because I know that we always love to do like not you and I, but like we as like people. Like we, we love to like look Oh no, at... you and I, we do. Oh we also yes. Yeah we, we do. We are not excluded. Um <laughs> so like we we love to like hindsight see things for what they are. Like yes. we are now in hindsight really learning and accepting what actually was going on in Britney's life. Right. We're in our, we're in our retrospect era. But whenever it's like, they're currently uh, like huge and like, it's actually hitting the news right now. We're just like very judgmental and blah, 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 blah. And like, but who, so, so who is now currently in your mind, Travis, um, like going through it, like a massive celebrity, a massive celebrity who, who might come out with a memoir. And in hindsight, we're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Listen, I'm going to be honest here. He's just passed away. Who? Matthew Matthew Perry. Oh Oh. yeah. 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 But no, he's a hindsighter because he came out with a memoir too. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, But I mean, we all knew he struggled with things, so I guess yeah. it's not a hindsight. Who's like at, very who, who is currently like at the top of fame? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, and I also um, a Harry. Oops, burping. Uh, Harry Styles. I don't think there would be anything that could come out about them that would actually like really because, shock me. Because yeah, they're not really messy. You know what I mean? They're, they're not, not. They're very curated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very curated. Like Um, to a very suspicious degree, I would argue. I would say yes, it is very suspect, but sus. But did you guys like how I said suspect? Yes. Instead of suspect. Because we're we are (laughs) because we're suspecting people. We are refined people. Yeah. And so uh, but also uh so who is it? Who else would it be? I really don't think listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think maybe maybe it's maybe it's like the BTS uh people maybe it's black pink but i mean the thing is though is like i think we kind of already know like they're very 
they they're, come they're, they're from corporate. a machine. Yeah, they're, they're a machine. They're very. The thing is that they have to be squeaky clean because their yeah. whole image is based off of like yeah. appeal. It's true. It's true. It's true. But who so knows I'm sure their through. management is like literally on top of them constantly. Um, 24 hours a day. There's no way. They're like the Disney people. The they only sign people... their lives away. Who could I think? Honestly, I don't know. Speaking of suspect, like we have a few in this movie. We're we're doing that thing again where we keep we <laughs> are refusing mean girls. to talk about the movie tonight. We're mean girls interrupted after all. Yeah, we are mean girls interrupted after all. And I get thank you so much for putting us back on track. I don't want to <laughs> go back on the track. A haunting in Venice is a movie. It's a murder mystery. And it was put out by Walt Disney Studios. Which so is going to merge with Hulu? No, they already have. They own. No, they're going to become one. Oh, they're not going to literally becoming one. Oh, they're not going to pretend like they're not the same thing anymore. I guess not. They're like, well, the cat's out of the bag, bitch. We done already knew. But also, 20th Century Studios is the production company, which is Disney. So this is a Disney film. Um, so this stars Kenneth Branagh as uh, the dude. Uh, Dylan Corbett Bader as Baker um, and uh, some other people and also Tina Fey Tina Fey who I do love seeing I've I'm never not happy to see her I like seeing Tina Fey it, I knew that she was in this and I was like very much like what's she gonna do is she gonna be like the tongue-in-cheek comic relief and it this it, she really did give Liz Lemon from Thirty Rock the entire getting, movie. I was getting a bit of Liz Lemon, but you want to know what I was? Yeah. I was totally okay with what we had. I was it, fine with what she did. Her accent all over the place. Oh, I was like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, it was very. Um, it was like she was definitely trying to be of the era, but she wasn't in her era. Era. Did you know what I mean? Yeah, she wasn't eraing at all she wasn't she wasn't in, giving she was, era she wasn't giving era she wasn't in her era era as, as you said yes yeah but you know who was in her era michelle yo michelle yo i love this role for michelle yo honestly she served dude she was my favorite part of this she served and like she got in and she got out jamie dornan that's who it is jamie I could dornan not remember who the hot man was um jamie dornan is hollywood's resident hot dude he just like pops up i completely forgot a very fine actor and oh. a very fine actor oh fine in so many different versions yeah. of the word you but have you know to what? watch you have to watch the fall i won't um <laughs> it's with, no it's with it's with uh is it jillian or gillian Anderson? oh who uh, you're right I, you did tell me about this you have to watch it because it's gillian anderson and jamie dornan jamie dornan plays a psychopathic murderer sociopath and he gets creepy in all the best ways so he is literally just life imitating art yes that's all <laughs> we're just that's all just jokes and fun um okay so <laughs> Uh, you, how, how do we how do we talk about this movie john i'm gonna wiki i'm gonna wikipedia this okay wikipedia it because it, i mean like if we tr if we start trying to wing it it's never gonna get done okay are you willing to let me wiki this yeah are you willing to let me add some mm -hmm's and oh 
Are you going to add some ad libs and some O's and hmm-hmm's? I'll be like, oh, right, right. Sure. I'm totally down with that. And you feel free to cut in because here's the thing. We got to get through this so we can really talk about our feelings. (laughs) Yeah, please. So bear with us, everybody. We promise you that on the other side of this, it is going to be hot. Right. We will say this, just based off stats, budget, 60 million, language, English, box office, (laughs) 121.5 million, running time, 103 minutes. Yeah, a little too long. September 11th, 2023. Ooh, unfortunate. So this is new. Uh, this is new, new. And Very on Hulu. <laughs> and it, and as John said, this movie stars Kyle Allen, Kenneth Branagh, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, Jude Hill. I don't know who that is. Probably the kid. Ali Khan. It is, Khan, the kid. It is Leopold Ferrier. Ugh. What an annoying name. Uh, Ricardo, I'm so sorry. I will not, I will (laughs) not butcher that name. Ricardo, I am so sorry. And Michelle Yeoh. Okay, we're getting in. Everyone, are you ready to sit back and listen to us wiki this movie? I'm ready to sit back and do this thing. Okay, it's not going to take long at all. Here's the plot, everybody. In 1947, Hercule Perot, who is not fancy water, lives in... (laughs) Retirement in Venice. Um, who wrote this? Oh, this is Wiki. Who cares? So he's an ex-police officer, um, and he acts as, oh, he has employing ex-police officer. Oh, my gosh. I forgot to tell you, the ex-police officer, he was. Yeah. He, I was is that the one at the beginning? Oh, yeah. And through the middle and through the end. Oh, he's the, he's the, he's like the bodyguard, right? Yeah. What's his name? Is that? Um, I don't know, but I also, I felt the same. Uh, you feeling. did? Yeah. Oh I was like, okay. 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 So we're already, we're starting off like hot bodyguard. So just forget Hercule Perot. Yeah. So on Halloween, Halloween, it's Halloween. <laughs> so on Halloween, mystery writer Tina Fey convinces Perot to attend a Halloween party, Halloween party and seance <laughs> at the Palazzo of famed opera singer Rowena Drake. By the way, hot name. And hot name. So Rowena Drake and to expose Joyce Reynolds, a World War One army nurse turned medium. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh does play this part very well. Um, her part should have been longer, but I'm also glad it wasn't. So that's what I mean. She was like, I'm going right. to get into this movie. I'm going to take my newly won Oscar money. I'm going to do this role for like a solid two to four million dollars. And I'm 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 a low stakes. The whole thing is not riding on me and my performance the entire time. I die real early. She oh, and does she ever? And she does it very gracefully. Mm-hmm. So we're at a Halloween party. It's creepy. We're in Italy, and Italy is sinking. But guess what? Them apples ain't bitch because everybody's <laughs> hanging out and they're all bobbing for apples. Is this on Wiki? No, I'm making this part up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So <laughs> so. They're bobbing for apples and a chandelier falls and they're like, oh my God, ghosts. Now at this point, Michelle Yeoh has arrived and everyone there for the seance, they're ready. They said, girl, let's conjure some ghosts. And they were like, but we don't have that one hand from the really good movie. The only good movie that came out in 2022 (laughs) uh, horror. Um, Go back and watch it. It's called Talk to Me. So speaking of talking to me, Michelle Yeoh is like, hey, Rowena, 
this house is full of dead children. Um, let's let's go do some hopscopping, hopscotch, and a jump into your daughter's bedroom, where for some reason, John, there's a parrot. There is a giant macaw parrot, and it is um, a visual theme throughout that I did not get. There, see, the thing is, it's like they go into this room and they're like. This was so-and-so's, this was so-and-so's bird. It used to talk when she's alive. It doesn't talk now. Yeah, I thought that the bird was going to, like, utter, like, the secret that uh, solves the whole thing or puts something together, but I don't think that it actually does. No, and honestly, all of that could have been, they could have just killed the bird. Um, I know, right? If you ever have a... If you're ever killing a person and there's a parrot in the room, you better kill that bird. You better That's kill a the bird. Snitch and waiting. You want to know what you can do too? Don't just kill the bird, eat the bird. Don't eat the person, eat the bird. Eat the bird so all they find are feathers. Honestly, eat the person if you want. I don't care. You do you, boo boo. Like, you I can't what? tell you what to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go into the. Nobody, no crime. Right. Nobody, is... no crime. John, that's so true. Mm hmm. Eat it, bones and all. Also, you want to bones and all as an episode and go watch it. Right. You want to find her? Look in the outhouse. Right. So there Timothy, you go. What you need to, I'm not going to say that Timothy Chalamet was in that movie because it was um, Marin. Who played Marin? Um, who? Oh, and, and bones and all. Oh, right. The right, actress. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I love her. Um, Taylor Russell. Yes. Taylor, Taylor Russell, Russell is the movie star. We of, love Taylor Russell. Of our generation. And nobody has figured that out yet. If you know, you know. Taylor Russell. Taylor Russell. Get into it. Taylor Russell. We need a Mia Goth and Taylor Russell movie. We do need a Mia Goth and Taylor Russell movie because the world would implode. Right. Okay. So back to this movie. So yeah. Michelle Yeoh is conjuring ghosts and spirits in this room. And they're like, you're a fraud. Anyway, I think an apparition... Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So we're cutting to the part where basically they're like, Michelle's a fraud. She goes down and talks to the detective and Michelle, who I actually at this point truly believe can see ghosts, tells mm -hmm. the detective, why can't any of this just be any fun? And then she ends with, we'll never cross paths again. Only <laughs> to five minutes later, be tossed over a balcony mm -hmm. and is impaled on a giant hand. And so listen, wait. <laughs> I know some of you out there have been impaled by a hand <laughs> and you asked for it. You asked for it, but the, it, don't it, it wasn't done right. Is my, no, was my she take. wasn't, a, she wasn't a puppet. Mm -mm. Now, if you all need a minute to let that sink in, you're not going to get it. No. <laughs> because Pull your we're on your a hand. time crunch. We're on a time crunch. So everyone's like, Oh, oh keep no. Talking. She's like, Oh no. Uh, everyone's like, oh, she died. And then they're like, well, who died? So now they have to figure it out. John has left the building. So I'm going to tell you all this. Okay. So a storm cuts off the Palazzo and now everybody is stuck in this house. Perot starts interviewing all the guests, trying to figure out who killed Michelle Yeoh. Who and killed Michelle like, Yeoh? That should have been the movie name. Yo, who killed her? Um, and so why <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So he's interviewing all the guests, and they're like, "Wasn't me? Wasn't me? Wasn't me?" As everyone of does, of course. And uh, it, it gives full uh, dinner, dinner, mitter, mer, mer, 
murder mystery murder honestly dinner theater dinner it is it john I is all i'm of, going through a stroke currently right listen now. <laughs> listen it's all of those things except for we've now injected a creepy child into this who uh, is he even creepy at all or is he just really obnoxious he's so annoying and he's so pretentious so, so we pretentious have- a wealthy a wealthy child in glasses should never be given a speaking role in my opinion right, right. exactly Everyone in the house was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It wasn't me. Um, we should be talking about Michelle Yeoh. And so <laughs> I guess the detective- We just mother detective goose. Is, <laughs> we did just mother goose. So the detective <laughs> is just sitting here detectiving. And he's like, he's like, when the guests come across underground chamber, they're like, we have to go into this chamber to figure some things out. It's We're a jumping. chamber of secrets and- also, Kenneth Branagh was in the uh, Harry Potter movies. What's uh, Yeah, he's one of the teachers. Oh, right, right, right. I know who you're speaking of. Yeah. Um, so Rowena, hot name, is like, yeah. there's not a basement in here. And um, and Fancy Water kicks this secret door in, and they go downstairs, and they see all of these skeletons and cages where children were locked up at one point and died yeah. in the house which is now making everyone think the place is haunted. And then someone's like, surprise, bitch, you're going to get locked down there during this rainstorm in Venice. Yep, in Venice. And then they don't. Somehow the, a fight breaks out downstairs and then they're back upstairs, which makes no sense to me. Right. And then we reveal that, like, what, Jamie Dornan really just dies. So Jamie Dornan does die. Yeah. Um, so now we have how many bodies? We have are in two, this place two. We have two dead bodies currently. Yes. We have two dead bodies currently. Somebody else dies in this movie. Somebody else does die. Who is it? Um hmm. who else dies in this movie? There's three bodies in the oh. Okay, I know. I know what happens. Okay. So <laughs> there, are, there are four dead bodies. One of them is is dragged to the bottom of the canal in Venice and we never to be seen or heard from again. So who is the other body then? The other John, body. I watched, I just watched this movie yesterday and I cannot remember. Okay. Yeah. So I'm getting down to the base of this. You guys, if you want to watch it, go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Leslie's found stabbed to death and that is who Jamie Dornan is. Um, so, Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to help you out? I just because no, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. So here's how we do it. <laughs> Jamie Dornan's found stabbed to death, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? He was locked into a room that nobody could get in. Yeah, yeah. But some things happen and we're like, you know what? All fingers are starting to point at Rowena. And they're like, mm. what's happening here? So Rowena was the only one with a key in here and she gives that yeah. key away. But you know, you know what really does happen though? What? I'll, t- I'll tell you what happens in this movie. Okay. Next to nothing? Uh, no, Kenneth Branagh, oh. a Puro pu- or whatever. Sure. Um, the movie's just going along. Ross Perot. Yeah, Ross Perot. <laughs> he is uh he is starting to question his own sanity at this yeah, point. Yeah, ghosts and stuff. Yeah, and the spooky haunting thingies. And then out of literally nowhere, he just starts going into this monologue where he has pieced it all together. Yeah. And he tells us 
the audience everything that we need to know yeah and why it is Rowena yeah who and and all of and nothing is really paid off this is all new information that we did not actually see no and he has just opined this whole thing and it's actually true yeah and then and then Rowena's like well the joke's on you guys because I'm gonna lock you in this room while you drown and so um there's a whole cat and mouse situation and she is thrown over um uh the balcony into the water and she dies there and is dragged down by a spirit into the depths of the Venice canal. And then it's like, and then Tina Fey is like, well, I guess you solved it, but you hurt my feelings along the way. And uh, he's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I hurt your feelings. Can we still be friends? And then uh, Piero, he goes back to his whole life with, of a, um, hold detective up. things no before we jump <laughs> over the fact that that all of it leads back to the little rich bastard who, oh right oh god the dumbest twist that could ever twist its way into an already terrible script so this little bastard this whole little thing, rascal he led all the way it leads all the way back to him and was his the dad original, was killed he was the original blackmailer that resulted in Rowena Munchausen by proxying overdosing her own daughter. Killing Michelle Yeoh and also convincing convincing um, Jamie Dornan to impale himself on a sword. Yeah, and you know what though? This kid, this little Jude, he um, he's the real winner because he actually literally blackmailed his own mom to give him a substantial substantial amount of money money so there we go the only monster in that house was him uh so there yeah. we go and so he's terrible the movie ends with Piero doing a thing where he's like talking a lot to another person and um that's the movie that's a haunting in venice and uh travis what did you think Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so glad you asked. I'm very glad that I asked too, because I've been dying to know. Did you like it? So out of, so let me, let me think out of 10 Tina Fey's being like, you know what? You're right. You don't have any friends and I did make you famous. And I'm, I did, I am owed a new book. So out of 10 of those. Out of 10 of those, I'm going to be so like... So she's basically playing at Agatha Christie, right? Yeah, pretty much. So like, so I imagine that Agatha Christie, like in all of her like research for her books, like knew a private detective that she based the character on. Most likely who she went around with and then had a bunch of... Oh, okay. So out of, so out of 10 flopped... Um, out of 10 <laughs> flopped books by yeah. a fictional Agatha Christie... Yeah. I'm going to give this movie um oh mm. we've watched some really bad ones and I don't know where this falls so I'm just going to say it falls flat on its face and it's left with four teeth oh nice four. I'm giving nice. it a, a four now I can understand like a five for like a very lackluster movie 
where it just doesn't do anything. But I feel like four kicks it to the point where it did something to you to assault you. And so you gave it a four. Yeah, because it was a giant waste of time. (laughs) Yeah. It was an incredible waste of time because here's the thing. When it first started, I love a good mystery, a good being operative here. We said this in the beginning. This, it was like, hey, audience, we don't know whether or not we're an actual horror movie. Yeah. Because it's not a horror movie, obviously. No, it's it's not. not. But here's the thing, though. It's like. I really don't need supernatural elements that might actually be real mixed in with a yeah. mystery. And you know, neither do I. And I also don't need the ending to confirm that it, yes, there are, uh, yep. there is, there is mystery to the universe. Yeah. Um, what I do by, by, by like showing that there is an indeed a spirit, but it's just not what we thought it was. What I, what I also don't need is, is wondering the entire time like what made tina fey do this movie right but um is she so, just like a massive uh agatha christie fan was it disney uh cashing in on a an existing contract was it her wanting to get in with disney and 20th century studios and hulu to um for her a contract of her own that she can like you know use to her advantage was yeah. it a was it a it could not have been a pay to play deal where it's like they just promise her this amount of money to attach to it in order to get financing because this is a Disney movie. Right. So I'm just like, what made Tina Fey want to go drama with this specific movie? So out of 10, what made Tina Fey decide to go drama with this <laughs> specific movie? What are you going to give it? I am going to give this movie, I'm going to just go give it a five because I you felt, are. I felt that five out of 10. So like, I felt like I was at a five, this whole movie, you know what I mean? It was just like, I was, it was just uh, the flat the entire time. John, I was at a five until the very end when we saw that thunderclap and lightning and the ghost pull Rowena off of the balcony. Yeah. And I was just sort of like, and he doesn't really like talk about it to anybody no, else, even though he I can witnesses buy, it. I can buy into the hallucination of the honey. That's perfectly sure, fine. Sure, sure. Which we... also, we need to acknowledge that, by the way. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> and this is when we do actually realize <sighs> there are entities that exist and they pull Rowena away under the water. He's not in the water hallucinating that. That's happening. And I'm like, this movie mm-hmm. does not know at what point it was yeah. supernatural or not. And I don't like that. That feels like more like a studio note. Like that, that like, like the studios were like, you know what? We need to actually no. have like a we can't keep it vague. And so I think it'd be like really cool if we keep it spooky. But like um I just feel like yes, I was watching this and there were certain elements that I could respect, and those elements were mostly like cinematography. The end. Oh. Um, it, and also performances. Sure. Um, I think the performance, the actors were, were doing a great job. The kid was annoying. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the material itself, the idea itself was really interesting. Yes. Um, I think Michelle Yeoh is, she is the Meryl Streep, uh, now she is the new Meryl Streep. Oh, and so. Imagine them in a movie. 
I want, can we go back to the cinematography? Because I yeah. actually have to make a point about something. Oh, I do have a criticism of the, of the, of the cinematography. And I hope that you're about to say the same thing. And was if it, it has, when it, when it, if was I, it when it got very doom and it was first person and he opens up that rusted <laughs> metal gate and it, we've never seen first person in this movie until that scene. And we never saw it again for a whole half second. But and also, the, yeah. The wide angle that just randomly mm-hmm. happened in the yes. living room. I hate wide angles in all movies. It feels so like American Horror Story now. It's annoying. But also what I also, I think whenever he was doing the first person situation, uh, it would reverse angle on him. And he had yeah. like the camera attached to an apparatus that was on the actor. I hate that. You want to know I, what? I absolutely hate that it's it's like a fear factor situation it's like it gives it gives the reality television it's really terrible no 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 no. it was only used well one time ever in cinematic history and that was in that movie that stars um mar is it who uh who is it it's our dear friend i've lost i've lost everything Everything in my brain is gone. Um, um, double-sided, double-sided um, oh, pleasure. Darren Aronofsky, Requiem for a Dream. It That's is used it. Thank in you. that. It is on Marlon Wayans. As and he- also, all, not just on him, but also on Jennifer. Yes. Yes, we go, yes, it's yes. a first name basis. So it was on Jennifer and that's Jennifer the only Connelly. Time. No, just is, JC. Just, just JC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. JC and and DD. Yeah, yeah. Uh getting busy. Yeah. So um <laughs> JC and DD getting busy. So um, so that's the only time I've ever liked it, and I, I don't do, care for I it. I don't like it. I just I can't you didn't stand even it. like it in that movie. No, I can't do it because it feels like the actor is having a hard time with that weight. True, they are struggling. And also it's like, it's, 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 I know I feel like I get the reason why it's happening, but it's just taken me out of the movie at this point. Cause I'm like, they have a camera attached to their waist that is pointed at them. And we are getting this really goofy looking angle. Yeah. See it. Yeah. Right. There were some, see, I don't know. I just don't know. We just don't know. But that's a haunting in Venice, everybody. Sure. <laughs> um, I feel like I was watching this movie and was like, you know what? We watched it and we're going to talk about it. I can't wait for the day that movies are coming out again that we actually get a good one. <laughs> so I think that, you know, we'll have some good ones coming up soon. It's going to be far and few between. Yeah, because what October um, was just like riddled with baddies and not in a good way. Oh, oh, so sorry. You know what? We should have watched just the reanimator. Mm, let's do that next week. I already did it. Okay. <laughs> I would actually gladly do it again. Have you ever watched the reanimator? Uh, I have not seen the reanimator, but the thing oh. is, we okay. Wh- are we gonna do it now? I'm down. I'll watch it again. Okay. Wait. Let's, let's oh do the no, that's giving away week. what I think about it. Oh, that's okay. It doesn't matter, does it? Well, maybe let's not pick a horror. You guys, okay. we're gonna put a bookmark in Reanimator, but it's coming up in like two weeks. Probably. Okay, putting a pin in the in the Reanimator. And, oh no, uh, no bookmark because bookmark. everyone uh, down the drain. Julia Fox out now. <laughs> 
Right. Well, uh, sponsored by Julia Fox's memoir. <laughs> I mean, if Julia Fox is paying podcasters to promote her book, um, we're here. Honestly, right. We're yeah. so here for it. Um, yeah. What do you think? So next week, do we do a rom com? Do we do an action? I, I kind of miss and. But here's the thing. <clears throat> I actually really do want to watch a movie that we like. Oh, John, I started what? watching. I started watching Scavengers Reign, and we'll talk about you did? that later. Yes. Per my request. Per your request. Um, thank you so much for honoring that request because I, I told feel you I like... would, girl. I told you I would. I haven't finished it. Have you finished it? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Good show. It's good. Good show. You guys, HBO. Profound Scavengers in Rain. ways that are the, unexpected. The, the animation's great. I love um, so many things about this show. Not the movie A Haunting in Venice. I don't love many <laughs> things about it. Um, yeah, I, I was meaning to follow up on that because, like, yeah, Scavengers Rain. That's what I'm going to do tonight after this. We're going to watch an episode of Scavengers I Rain. I think that people <laughs> should um, follow, rate, review, like, I do. Subscribe. Yes, yes. Like, sorry, you can but, do all of those things. Yes, yeah, sorry. The, the Zoom was uh, cutting out for a second. But, yes, oh. you can you can do all these things. You can do all sure. the things. You can You can follow. You can like. You can... Um, you've, you've heard it a million times from a million different places. You're going to do what you're going to do, but also what you're going to do and what I'm going to do is I'm going to see you at the movies. <laughs> well, the credits, you bird that literally only says Alicia one time to like insinuate that there's a ghost in the room and yeah. then you never see that bird again. Honestly, that bird and Michelle Yeoh, they were lucky. They because were... they got out of that movie so fast. They Roll really, the really credits. Bird. Bye.